real quick before we dive into this episode of the podcast. Be sure to grab your free PDF copies of my latest books at frugal.show forward slash free. Now on to the show. If you haven't already, be sure to grab your free copy of my first two books, Frugalpreneur and Authorpreneur, by going to thesarahstjohn.com forward slash free. That's T-H-E-S-A-R-A-H-S-T-J-O-H-N dot com forward slash free. Now on to the show. Welcome to the Frugalpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah St. John, and today we have Ricardo from Reedsy. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Sarah. I'm happy to be here. And can you tell us a little bit about what Reedsy is, maybe the history of it, how it got started, and how it helps authors? Yeah, for sure. So we started the company around in 2014. We're four co-founders, still are. <laughs> and, and yeah, I mean, the idea since the very beginning was to create kind of a safe place where authors could find really, really good editors, proofreaders, cover designers, illustrators, book marketers, just any kind of publishing freelancers, freelancer that they would need to hire at any point throughout the journey. And this is the really still today the main thing that Ritzy does. We're very selective, obviously, of the, pre, of the freelancers we feature on the marketplace. We're not like Upwork or freelancer in that we just like most people and who want to provide services where we accept around 3% of the freelancers who want to be listed on Reedsy. And yeah, we work on around a thousand books uh, every month that goes through the marketplace right now. So, so it's definitely been a, a good journey. Wow. 3%. Yeah. So y'all have a pretty strict standard then. That's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, so you have the marketplace and then you also have a bunch of other things like a learning center with free courses and like different prompts and exercises that kind of ha- keep you on track and even contests and competitions and all kinds of tools like different generators and stuff and also directories, which I find useful like directories for promotion services, book review blogs and whatnot. How did y'all come up with all these ideas and implement them? Yeah, so one of the one of the things about about reads about our marketplace is that it's it's uh, very a la carte. You know, you 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 realize you need a developmental editor and you go to Reedsy and you search for a developmental editor in your genre. You get quotes and you hire them. But what we figured out is that a, a lot of people who are new to self-publishing, they don't necessarily know what they need. So we realized that we had to do a lot of education on kind of the different steps to self-publishing, a lot of education on marketing as well, because it's great if you put a book out there, but it's not going to magically sell if you don't if you don't market it. And you might want to hire someone for marketing, but you have to have some basics first before you, you can do that. So, so yeah, we realized we had to do a lot of education and we created a blog and then we created free, free courses. And the idea with those were to not have kind of very intensive courses or like paid ones. We wanted to create very lightweight courses. So the way they work is you sign up for free for a course, for example, on Amazon ads, and then you get one email a day for five days and get sent in the morning and it's a five minute read. So it's perfect for coffee or commute back when we were commuting (laughs) back in those days. And it doesn't basically disturb your 
your day job or your writing routine or anything like that. You just learn a, a new thing every day for, for 10 days around a topic. So, so that definitely helped. And then, yeah, we, the community grew pretty quickly and we got a bunch of ideas from authors, as you mentioned, for directories or blog posts or topics. So we started creating those and people have been finding them useful. So we just keep creating more whenever we come across a cool idea. We've got the chance that we've got a, a good team, a solid team also of developers. So we can create some, some little useful tools here and there. So you started then as a marketplace, but then kind of evolved from there to include other things. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And one thing that I've used on, I'm meaning to go through your courses and this, that, and the other, but the main thing I've used so far is the book editor, which is like the best thing ever. <laughs> it <laughs> Basically, I mean, I typed, I have two books and I type them out or have them in Word or whatever, but then I put them in there to format and then like to do, I love how you can do like the front matter and back matter and copyright and just all the different pages that you need. And then it formats it into PDF and EPUB and I think Mobi as well. Yeah, so that you can then some, you know, use those for Amazon or like draft digital or whoever to distribute. So that's awesome. And it's free too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that was something that was something we had in mind in the, since the very start. And actually, when we started the company, we were hesitating between starting with the marketplace or starting with that. So the ultimate goal, and we're still a few months away from that, is, is having track changes and comments as part of the editor and make it collaborative so that you can hire an editor through Etsy and work with the editor within within our, our tool, have them comment and do their edits directly in there. You go through the comments, the edits, you accept, you accept or deny them or decline them. And then once, as you said, once the book's ready to go, you can just click one button um, and export. So that's the thing we envisioned since the very beginning. We're almost there, but in the meantime, it's a really cool tool, as you said, for for formatting. And we have quite a lot of writers who, who use it for writing as well since the very beginning, because it has a a nice distraction-free writing interface. Yeah, I'm starting on a third book here probably next month. And I think I might try that just starting, like writing it actually in the editor. Yeah, that'd be cool. Does it have, I assume it has word count and correcting errors, like with spelling and grammar and stuff. Does it have all that in there? So it has a, a word count f feature. Yeah, you can see the word count. Grammar... I think it has, well, it works with, if you use Chrome, the, just the, the autocorrect from your browser. And I think you can use it with Grammarly as well, with the Grammarly plugin. But I'm not sure that created some inter, some weird interaction at some point or not. I'd say give it a try and it should, it should work with that. Mm. The only thing it's lacking, I'd say, is an offline mode so that if you're on the plane, but yeah, not a lot of people on the planes <laughs> nowadays, but... When you're allowed to go back on a plane and you want to ride there, we want to have an offline mode. So you said you it was created by four different people. How did you get the idea? Are y'all all authors yourself? No, I want to write a book at some point by now. Our CEO Emmanuel, he had he studied in the in Canada and he'd learned about the whole self-publishing thing. And he was thinking he, he told he talked to me about it and we basically thought our first question was who's doing the editing? If, if an author self-publishes, who's doing the editing? Who's doing the design? Who's doing all the things that a traditional publishing company does? And that's how we came up with the idea. And we did a lot of interviews in the early days with 30 self-publishers 
to kind of validate the idea. And they all said, yeah, go for it. So, so we did. Okay. Well, that's cool. <laughs> so you basically just had an idea and ran with it. That's it. Yeah, pretty much. So then how does Readsy make money? If you hire an editor through Readsy or a professional, we, we take a, a small cut on both sides. I take a 10% cut on both sides. So if the, the editor quotes you $1,000, uh, on, on your end, you're going to see the editor's quote for 1000 and then the Readsy fee below for $100. $100. And the editor on their end, what they're going to see is they, they've quoted for $1,000. And if the author accepts it, they're going to get uh, $900. Okay. And is that the only area within Reezy that y'all make money is from the marketplace, basically? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, we recently Reezy Discovery, which is the only other place where we make money when when authors submit books for for review and for uh, for launch, for exposure on, on Reezy Discovery. But that's that's still pretty new and yeah, 90, 99% of our income comes from, from the Reedsy marketplace at this point. Yeah. Can you tell us about Reedsy Discovery? Because I think when I did my first couple of books, I don't think that was a feature at the time. No, no, no. We released it early last year, early 2019. And it was kind of a soft launch. We, we didn't really communicate that much about it. The idea is to give authors access to a community of semi-professional reviewers. So kind of reviewers who have their own blog and who review a lot of books and who kind of write good reviews, you know, reviews that have a lot of substance that go into the plot, characters and all that. So we now have something like 500 reviewers active on the on the platform. And the way it works is you submit your book and you pay $50 to submit the book. And it has to be a new release or a book that's been released within the last six months. So it focuses on kind of new releases. It can be part of a series or a standalone. And so you, you pay $50 and you submit it to Reedsy Discovery and you select a launch date. It can be the same as your launch date for the book, the actual launch date, or a little bit earlier, a little bit after. And what this date is, is, is it's the day that the book is going to go live on Reedsy Discovery. It's going to basically become visible on our website, get on the, on the Discover feed. And that's a place where readers every day go to check out new books and upvote and comment them. That's working pretty well now. And since we didn't just want to throw a bunch of books at readers in a feed, we kind of implemented some reviewer curation, and that's where the reviewers come in. When you submit your book to Discovery, before it launches, it's made available as an advanced review copy to to the reviewers. And so a reviewer can pick it up and read it and and leave a review. It can only be reviewed one time so that a maximum of books are reviewed. And when the book launches, it launches with its review. So every week you've got like a feed of books that launch, some three stars, four stars, five stars, etc. So and get presented to readers in in a more curated way, in a way. It's not you don't just have like the blurb, the cover, the title. You also have like a review by a semi-professional reviewer. So those reviews, is that just for readsy.com or does do those reviews go to like Amazon or wherever? It's to the discretion of the reviewer. Some of them cross post to Amazon and Goodreads. In any case, what a lot of our Reads Discovery authors do when they get a good review is they take a snippet of it and they put it into the editorial um, review section on Amazon because they are kind of editorial reviews at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So when you said they can only do one, I guess, what do you mean by that? They can only review it once? Is that what you mean? Yeah, no, each book can only be reviewed by one Oh, okay. So even though it goes out probably to all of them or something, it's basically the first one that claims it, so to speak. Okay. 
Exactly. Okay. The idea is, uh, so we might change that in the future, but for now we want to get a maximum of books kind of reviewed. And, and yeah, so there's a risk element because not all books get a review. I think right now it's around 70% of books that get a review. Mm-hmm. Not all books get a good review for sure. Like we get, we ask our reviewers that they actually distribute their reviews, the star rating a little bit more uh, than on places like Amazon where everything's like four or five stars. Mm-hmm. Just to have a star rating system that makes a little bit more sense, basically. So there's a risk element. You might pay 50 bucks and not have a review or have like a two-star review. It happens. But I'd say that if you do get a review and if it's a four or five-star review and you give the book a little push, discovery launch by asking your readers to upvote it in the feed, then you make it onto our weekly newsletter to readers and you get quite a lot of exposure through that. So you pay the $50, you might not get a review, but you'll at least get some publicity and promotion that way. That's right. Okay. And with the different generators, can you tell us about how those work and the different kinds? Because you have a lot. Yeah, I think if I remember them all, so we started with a book title generator because we have, we also have a site for writing prompts and a lot of people were writing books off of that. So we thought, let's create a book title generator. That's fairly simple. You pick your genre, you click on generate and you get a bunch of like book title ideas out of a bank of like a million different titles, I think. Then we've got a character name generator. That one's my favorite because you can choose you can choose your type of character. Like we've got like Norse, Vikings, Old Roman, Japanese, fancy, obviously. A bunch of different genres and types of characters. And you can find a bunch of really cool names like that. So a lot of people use it. And we've got a plot generator as well. If you need an idea for, for a plot for full novel. And finally, we've got a pen name generator. So if you want to publish under a pen name and you and JK Rowling's already, already taken, you want to find something else, then pen name generator is pretty fun as well. <laughs> and then with the directories, how does someone get into a directory? Yeah, so we've got directories for book review blogs and book promotion services. We've also got one on literary magazines. And so all those are accessible through kind of the, the top toolbar on, on readsy.com. And as for who we accept on there, almost all the directories, they have a link somewhere generally at the top that says if you are a book review blog or if you are a book promotion site and you want to get added, just like fill in this this little form and, and we'll consider you for adding adding you to the directory. So we that allows us to update those pretty regularly and keep them, um, yeah keep them relevant. Mm -hmm. So basically someone could just go to the directory and it'll have that person's contact information and they could go directly to their website or blog or whatever and contact them. That's right. Yeah. If you're looking for book reviewers, for example, you go to our uh, book review blogs directory and you can filter by genre. You can also filter by like the estimated traffic that the blog gets so that you start reaching out to, to the, to the highest traffic ones and we have uh, we have contacts uh, in their direct line. We have links to their contact section on the website and their submission guidelines usually because you really want to read those carefully. <laughs> yeah, I think with my next book, I'm definitely going to to use those. And then you also have contests and competitions. How does that work? Yeah, we've got a weekly writing contest. So that's more for aspiring writers or like short story short story writers. It's grown really immensely since the since the start of the lockdown. But the way it works is we send out five prompts every week, five writing prompts through a newsletter, and they get also displayed on on the website. 
And people have a week to write a story, write and submit a story based on one of the five prompts. So it's got to be a short story between 1,000 and 3,000 words. And you submit the story directly on the website. We have a team in the background who approves, who does a, an early check on the, on the stories and approves them. Once they're approved, they become visible on each prompts page so they can be read by the other people in the community. We get Nowadays, we get quite a few interactions in terms of likes, comments, people following each other and all that. And in parallel to that, we've got a judging team and we pick a winning story every week. And that winner give gets uh, $50 and generally quite a bit of quite a bit of exposure as well. So it's it's a fun little contest. We get something like 700 or 800 submissions every week now since the start of the lockdown. So and it's actually building a really really cool community. It's I think probably the the one of the biggest writing contests in the in the world right now on a weekly basis. So so it's pretty cool. We really, we really like it. And yeah, might not be for everyone, but if you're stuck on a novel and you want to clear your head, write something different, try a short story. It's a fun uh, it's a fun contest to take part in. So do you find that it's mainly all self-published authors who use your platform or do traditional ones as well? We get all kinds of writers, really. We get a good mix. A lot of obviously newbie newbie people, kind of aspiring authors. They've written their first book and they need an editor, they need a designer, they need education, they need everything. We get quite a quite a lot of self-published writers as well, even savvy indie authors who already have their editors and designers. They come to us for marketing or for author website design or even for translation. We just launched translation, literary translation. And we get uh, still a pretty big number of authors who are looking to publish traditionally. And before they send queries to agents and publishers, they want a book reviewed by a professional editor. So they ask for a query letter review or an editorial assessment, things like that. So there's really all kinds of writers who, who use Reedsy at this point. What are the translation services? Like if someone wrote a book in English and they want it translated into a different language? Yeah, that's it. So for now, we're we're sticking. We're starting with the main European languages. So that's German, French, Italian, Spanish, and Portuguese. And from English into those languages, and also from those languages into English. The main the main use case we're getting right now is successful indie authors in the UK and the US who are selling, who are really dominating their niches and want to enter those markets by self funding their translations. Into into French or Italian or Spanish or German. German's by far the the biggest country after US and UK in terms of ebook sales. So it's a real really hot market right now for for indie authors. Obviously, a translation like on an eighty thousand word novel, a translate a literary translation is going to cost something like eight thousand dollars, maybe between six and ten thousand dollars. So it's not cheap. It's hard to to recoup as an investment. Unless you already have an established fan base in the UK, US, and maybe a small English reading fan base in the target country who can drive word of mouth. So it only makes sense for authors who are already making quite a bit of money in their own market. But for them, it's an amazing opportunity because the competition is almost non-existent in those countries. It's just traditional publishers and they price their ebooks super high to protect print. So if you go in with a reasonably priced ebook, you're a little bit savvy about marketing, you run some Amazon ads, you can very, very quickly recoup your translation investment. Hmm. Okay. And have you all thought about creating something where, like a tool where you put in the book and it transfers it to audio? 
Yeah, there are, there are a few services like that out there. We haven't touched audio yet. We're thinking about adding narrators to the marketplace as well. We've seen, we've definitely seen a growth in AI voice technology. So what you're mentioning, basically, there are a few services out there that do that. Through machine learning, there are even some services that where you kind of feed them your voice, you narrate your book, uh, or you feed some narration, and based on that, they kind of mimic your voice and pick up your tone. So we're definitely, it's probably the future. And we don't do that. We're probably not going to do that because it's a whole different business. It's machine learning, voice recognition, like nothing to do with what we do. But we're probably going to add narrators or audio editors and audio masters on the marketplace at some point for the the production of the, the audio files. So adding narrators, but not like AI, I guess. And are there any other tools that y'all are working on? No, the main thing is really the the Ritzy book editor or formatting tool uh, that we talked about, making it making it collaborative so that you can collaborative and integrated in our marketplace so that when you hire a Ritzy editor, you can just share your manuscript with them within Ritzy. That's the the main really technology tool we're working on. And and yeah, we've got obviously more things planned down the line, but that's kind of the immediate one that I can talk about. Okay, cool. Well, I appreciate your time today. If the listeners want to check it out, it's at readsy.com and that's spelled R-E-E-D-S-Y.com. And then I'll also have show notes at thesarahstjohn.com forward slash Readsy. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you for inviting me, Sarah. If you enjoyed and found value from this episode, I'd greatly appreciate it if you rate, review, subscribe, and share at ratethispodcast.com forward slash frugalpreneur. Until next time. Are you a frugalpreneur looking to connect with like-minded individuals? Join our community on Slack. Connect with fellow listeners. Share your thoughts on episodes, engage in meaningful discussions, including money-saving tips and entrepreneurial insights, and help shape the future of the Frugalpreneur podcast. Plus, you can submit your questions in written or audio form to be featured on the show. Let's build a supportive space together. Join us now at frugal.show forward slash slack. See you on the inside.